potential shuffle. What potential shuffle? Uh, I mean, if there's an O line thing or whatever. I mean, that's a real that's a yeah. real question, DK. See, the funny thing is, is we're live and he doesn't. We're actually talking about what we're going to talk about on today's show. Trying see to that? multitask. Trying see, that? to, uh, see, that's, that's how we're doing this show. Why you don't drive and do that stuff too? That's why, right there, DK. I got, a I got a surprise for you. You're not going to believe this. Um, uh, Trust me. This showed up. This showed up. <laughs> this showed up in our place yesterday via <laughs> Amazon. We have no idea who sent it. It wasn't me. It, no, it wasn't you, even though it's yeah, got the big smiley face. It and is. you're a very happy person. Wow, DK. Is it better than my bell? I don't know. Would you you want to try to synchronize them? Yeah. All right. That was just a test. Make sure it's going to work on my hand. All <laughs> Make right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Three. What's the cadence here? Three, Omaha. two, and on. No, we don't say one. We just go. How about that? All right. Three, two, and go. Okay. Three, two. Ah, yours is better. It is? Oh, it's rich. Do you hear that? It's like a full and lush. You said oh. we was gonna have fun today. Oh, I see you how see, you yeah. are. You, you said are we were jealous of the bell. It's a little bit. Is, is that what's happening here? Just a little bit, DK. I'll tell you what. We better start this show before I get kicked off permanently. Yes. Wow. She says I cheated. I put it. I put it right up against the mic. Yeah, you did. It's exactly as I got Rob just said right now. That's exactly yeah. as it. Battle, Battle of the bells. Of the bells. And uh, Darren Watts says that I have bigger bells. No, my <laughs> bell is bigger. Mine is, is bigger. bigger. It's just I don't know if the quality of ah. Oh, I see what happened here. See, it's just mine's so happy. Look at it. It's it so, even has it's that. It has so, a, it's so it's good. good. It's so good. I'm not. I'm not even mad. I'm just a little disturbed that you, you want up to me right there, and I'm not okay with this, DK. We did not expect this. This was a package not. sitting here. Once we made sure that it wasn't ticking, we were like, "What's in here?" <laughs> was it actually clamoring a little bit? Like that's a real thing. And no, it was in one of those, uh, one of those Amazon packages here. We did promise that today we would actually get substantive. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Which is where they count found me talking recklessly as we were pre-gaming the show, DK. Your your thought process here that we were discussing here as we went live is that the AFC North as a whole doesn't get respect. I don't hear a lot of people uh, say good things about the division right up until they broadcast. And then they say, AFC North football. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but you, you know what, though, DK? As mm. far as the respect goes, I think the style in which the AFC North plays football is so rough and rugged. It's so old school. Can we say that? Sure. It's, it's, uh, it was old with the quarterbacks that had been there for a while. I think most of the most senior quarterbacks was in the AFC North for, the, for a while. Uh, you look at the style of play to where it's mostly defense heavy. Like if we look at the stars that you have offensively, you have them. But the stars in the AFC North, aside from Jamar Chase, wide receiver-wise right now, 
it's the only stud out of the North, right? That you can say. I know there's other guys in, in Cleveland and Baltimore got a bunch of young guys and they got Odell also. Odell to me is good, but I think if we're talking about King of the Hill and the AFC North as wide receivers, it's Jamar Chase. Quarterbacks, you got Lamar, you got Burrow, and then you got Deshaun, then you got the young guy and Kenny Pickett. Like, there's a lot of put tug of war when it comes down to judging the AFC North, DK. And that kind of leads us to a lot of different avenues, man. It does, because the one thing that stands out for me is uh, I know I've been emphasizing a lot mm-hmm. your record inside the division, your record uh, not just against those opponents, but where you stack. Yeah, yeah. Ask me if the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, and I'll ask you back, where do you think they're going to finish in the division? Do you think they're either the best or the second-best team in the division? If so, they're going to make the playoffs. But there's another component to this, and you can speak to this. I can't. Is it accurate to say that by being in the AFC North and by punching people in the mouth and then having those people also punch you in the mouth – that whenever you go to face some NFC whatever the hell yeah. team yeah. or some AFC South team, that you are yeah. better equipped for that battle. I think we are and always were better equipped for the physicality of the game against outside divisional opponents. I do. I do think that. I know Cincinnati knows how we practice and play and the expectation of what we do. I know we know hell how Baltimore plays, right, DK? is never a mistake. And, and even in Cleveland, inside our division, it's like a bunch of family members that's fighting over land. That's exactly where we are right now. And, and because of that, though. They're I, the I, uncle table of the division, though. They, they really they are. are. They are. But they can be headaches, though. That's that's the whole point. So of, can right? the uncle. And yeah. so can the uncles. You're 100% correct. They just pull, 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 get number one overall picks and just suck again, DK. <laughs> but uh, you're 100%. Oh, no. no, no. We suck again. Yeah. Uh, which we'll, we'll double back on that too, DK, as we hit the Hey Moan segment for a second, or maybe we'll lead into it now. But this is the thing. When you look at it and say to yourself, if y'all are the toughest division, if y'all have the most pure version of what you think is football, meaning run and defense, and the quarterbacks play their part accordingly, because Joe Mixon's still a part of that run game, right? When it comes down to Cincinnati, Baltimore has a run game. Cleveland, I'm going to say it out loud. May oh, have the best, best overall back in the league. There we go. There we go. Uh, but all that beating up DK uh, causes probably more injury risk when you look down or the way players are beat up too. And you asked me that question, DK. Do I think the Steelers end up last in the AFC North and not making the playoffs? What if we suck? And you know what? That's a real question. You got to fight and claw out of the North in general. And if 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 uh, Kenny Pickett, now all of this is us having a conversation, y'all, so don't go crazy. But let's play this thing out because everybody thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl in the summertime, right, DK? Mm-hmm. You get punched in the mouth, and we do that a lot in the AFC North. But what if this team does suck, though, DK? What, what happens, and why will they actually suck to Kenny is a huge part of it. Big variable. Big variable. So that's in, the, e- in either direction. Yes. That's the most obvious take, right, DK? I don't <clears> think <throat> any other quarterback in the AFC North has that question. Do I believe in Kenny Pickett? Heck, yes, I do. But what if he sucks, right? What if it's because of the coordinator? What if it's because he's outside of himself and saying, hey, I want to make more plays with my arms and legs? And it ain't his time to. The other portion of this is this too, DK. 
is by the time you get late in the season, the playoffs, as young as this team is, you have to kind of, and as, as aging as the defense is too, right? There's a few components on the defense is a little bit older. Um, you have to ask yourself, what if they just get beat down? A lot will possibly change. And uh, the, 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 I guess the direction of Kenny Pickett high, is highly elevated too. Like what is Kenny Pickett if this is a bad year for him? You know, there's a lot of variables on the Pittsburgh end, but let's remember that there are also a lot of variables on the other end. For reasons that I'm not terribly sure we're at liberty to fully discuss, the Ravens have a lot of injuries, don't they, Moan? They do. Wonder why that is, Moan. Well, I One know. of these days, I'm going to get you to blurt it out. Well, let me say this. I've always talked to people on different teams and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Hardball plays a physical style of ball. You're going to beat yourself down a lot. In practice. In practice. Thank you. Mostly everybody is present and accounted for. And as physical as we are, Baltimore is too. You got to remember that Harbaugh is a former special teams coach. Physicality is a part of his DNA when it comes down to the type of play that a one has to have to and compete that's in fine. the NFL. And that's it fine. is. But there's also the management of your players that has to play a part too, DK, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore, everybody's out there every single day. I'm what you answering, huh? Steelers sucking is not an option, <laughs> but it's a real thing, though. Like, the way it's like, well, we get seven spots in the playoffs right now, DK. Mm-hmm. We expect each conference, be, yeah. Let's let's be and let's be honest with ourselves, too. Just for a second, let's do a self check. This Friday wellness check, DK. Okay, you, you have the quarterback in, the, in your division that nobody really knows a lot about and can trust. Mm-hmm. You, as a fan base, don't love your offensive coordinator. Some of your fan base questions the head coach. A lot of the young skill that you have. And right now we have potentially uh, just the movement of the offensive line. Project Jones won't stay on the sideline very long. No. I'm going to say it again, DK. Project Jones will not stay on the sideline very long, okay? I'm hearing you. And with that, who's moving where? It's a new person playing beside a new person if it's Isaac and if it's, uh, and if it's Broderick. Yep. And then what are you going to do with Dan? What are you going to do with Chooks? Like, there's a lot. And can James Daniels now with a bigger bullseye on his back handle the pressure of taking what people want to do to him? That is a real thing, DK. Listeners, like, we got to be honest about how we approach this season. I'm saying they make the playoffs. But what if we name all those things is not the issue? Twiz just came over. Twiz has been with Twiz? us for a while. Look at Twiz is like, you know, I can do this. Hey. I, I believe in myself. I don't belong at the uncle's table. For $1, Twiz let go of that red Solo cup and got him a glass. <laughs> he got him a glass, man. He can come drink with us now, DK. <laughs> I have some. Uh, this is this is crushing news here from Casey Kester. You're not going to believe this. Oh, what's that? Casey got this bell. Wow. Casey. No, 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 no. Keep reading. You are supposed to forward the bill to Ramon. Amazon didn't send a note. That's my bail, punk. <laughs> She's got a note here. What does it say on the note? There's no note. I claim eminent domain on this bell. You can't have it. They dogged you, Casey. But it's mine now, and I'm going to collect it. He's going to collect it when the Titans come. Yeah. That's a good bell, though. Thank you, Casey. See, I was mad for no reason. You were mad. You were jealous of this. I think Casey just changed his story here. He made up this note because he saw you were disappointed. Yeah, I was disappointed, man. Even if he made it up, you'll give it to me. 
When we come back, the only segment that matters. Other than Twiz letting us know that he's out of the Uncle Sable and been over here, it matters. It's all of Hey Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. All right, and for our Hey Moan segment, as always, we've got people here in the shop downtown who are are ready to partake in this in person. We're going to start with Steve. I'm going to give him a set of headphones here, and you can say hi to Moan. Slide on in. What's up, Steve? Hey, Moan. Hey, what's going on? I got to ask you, man, is is it S-T-H-E-P or is it S-T-E-V-E? With a V. What a V classic, man. Yes, classic. Sir. There we go. My man. Happy Friday, bro. Happy Friday, Moan. A beautiful Absolutely. day. No doubt about it. It's hot down here, man. The heat index is like 108. Down yeah. in Asheville. I mean, it's a good time, but you're gonna burn a little bit. Yeah, we're from North Carolina, so we oh, uh, we understand you, that southern heat. Oh, yeah, you get it then. You get it. Well, yes, that's sir. our sister state right there for those oh, who yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Uh what's okay. going on? Oh, I got a question for you, man. That's really all. With uh, with Latrobe training camp coming up, I've heard stories about linebackers wrestling and DBs playing cards all night. So I got two questions for you. Yeah. One, who was your favorite roommate at Latrobe? And two, what was your favorite pastime to do while down there? Uh, really good question. As uh, favorite roommate is Marquise, hands down. For sure. And we were ended up so good at roommates. We were sweet mates after. So he shared a room, and I had a room with a bathroom. Mm-hmm. He's a very clean guy too, and I appreciate that. Okay, it's always good. That's always good. You know that. Uh, favorite pastime is sitting in front of Rooney Hall, uh, with the guys around watching the rookies walk up and down the steps, and just honestly before practice or after practice. Kind of like watching fans depart too. Like it really gives you a sense of just like it's just us here. Uh-huh. Like that's so cool. If you're going up this year, that's one of the things you'll see. But also, uh, the quarterbacks always kind of head the way a little bit when it come down to camp, those camp games you speak of, mm-hmm. car games, playing Madden against somebody. That's the reason we bring the TVs. It's not for us to watch sitcoms. It's for Madden. And, yeah, uh, I got FIFA a lot too. Yeah, FIFA is huge. There was a FIFA belt in the locker room, just so you know. Guys were like, you had to earn that. Uh, or playing darts. I learned how to play darts in camp. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's that type of stuff. Uh, you play sports, I'm sure. So being around the guys to where it's just y'all, and you realize, one, no matter where you come from, what race you are, like we're all the same and just want to have a good time. Absolutely. That's what I love about camp. Absolutely. You know what? Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. Great questions. Right. Well, I appreciate your time, Mo. No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate you. Right, have a good, good one. Happy Friday. Same to you. Enjoy this weekend, my brother. Thank you, sir. You as well. See you, Steven. That was a great question, man. All right. Now you got Mike coming. That was a real good question, too, by the way. Tell Mike he got to bring it. Mike, says, Mike, the pressure's on. Ramon says that was a really good question. Yeah. The pressure's on. Oh, boy. Hey, Moan. <laughs> How's what it up? going? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Nice. You from uh, North Carolina also? Yes, sir. Nice. Visiting family up here, getting ready to go to a ball game tomorrow, just hanging out. That's what's up. I got a question for you. I'm here for it. 
So my best friend growing up was an undersized but very fast and very strong defensive lineman. Okay. So as an offensive lineman, would you rather face someone who is undersized with speed and strength, or would you rather face someone who is just a mammoth of a being? Obviously, we're talking NFL players here, so they all got skill. At all levels, give me the big guy. I can predict the big guy. The big guy, I know this. One, at my position, I can pace myself way better than he can, right? Because defenders have to run way more than we do. He's going to tire out quicker. His ability to give me more than one rush, more than like five plays in a row, is very, very limited, right? So if I can if, if I can like predict when he's going to go hard, the big guy, then I can predict my play too. The smaller, strong, quick guy may go underneath you, may go in and go out. He may actually just lev- out leverage me too. That's one of the things I all like Geno Atkins at Cincinnati. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald being another one of those guys. And there was numerous dudes around the league that had that 290 pounds. You know what I'm saying? But you can tell, strong as an ox, had a motor, had to be quick, and probably had really good hips. I hated those dudes, okay? What I would do against them is set back quick but not too fast because if I set too fast, they're probably quicker than me. So I let me settle in space and honestly put my hands on them as quick as I can to stop them. That I, those dudes are headaches, and they're fun to watch if you if you pay attention to them. They're they're fun to watch. Yes, uh, Elijah, uh, guy, Cansey, I think from Pitt right now that went to Miami. Yes, if he is as strong as I think he is, he can be a problem in the AFC. One hundred percent. Yeah, great question. I appreciate that, Ramon. Appreciate the show. Thank appreciate you. all y'all do. It's a daily listen for for us. Man, enjoy the Pirates tonight and hopefully win and you get fireworks. Hey, that'd be great. No doubt. Have Thanks, a great man. Day, Moan. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, DK. All right. How smart crowd, DK. Yeah, super smart know? crowd. What do you know, huh? A super smart crowd, dog. Well, we have a back to back good questions. No, that's good stuff. It is just people just come in say hello and you know it, it's a it's really really cool you know um that was what's really that good. go ahead you were gonna say something they just never you how do you become the heel on this show dk i have no idea mike looks taller than you that's crazy <laughs> dk I, I don't know about that <laughs> yeah exactly that was his answer right there uh, yeah, yeah. i got right let's let's get to our hey moans that are on here but only after only after Please, we take care of some business here. And that is that at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs, including Randy Wagner, <laughs> Darren Watt, fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to uniquely as crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market better Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. We got some good ones here today. We know. Lined up. Josh Bittinger says, Hey, Mo, (laughs) when will Kenny get the keys to the newish car? (laughs) He's talking about the one where his playbook got stole out of or or the actual team. Oh, (laughs) I didn't even thought of that. Josh, that was good. I had to take the bait on that one, man. Man. Uh, Hey, that, that company that I think had his car is actually having some heat behind how easy their cars are to steal. 
you but when, hope so. Yeah, but uh, when will Kenny get it? I think we'll have to see him get the keys to the car, meaning him running the offense solely or primarily on his own. It would have to be close to midway through the season because this is the thing. After one year evaluating Kenny, you still got to see it again and see what his growth looks like. If midway through the season we're seeing him taking more risk, that's when you know that he's uh, he's he's really taking the keys to the newest car. I have a feeling Kenny's going to be asked to take the keys to the car by the public with the very first incomplete pass, which we're going to blame on Matt Canada. That's just how this goes. Every yeah. I, I think I get the sense. Look, no, I, I don't mean to be that guy, but mm-hmm. no, but it's er- fine. Everyone seems to think that you know you're going to all of a sudden revert to. 1973 and Terry Bradshaw calling plays. Uh, no, nah. no, football nah. has gone way past that. Okay, yeah. it just it just doesn't happen here. Our favorite barber comes in with a five dollar contribution, My and man. of course, as usual, some incisive wit yeah he does. There we go. Uh, happy birthday, my brethren, man. Five dollars for the cut, too. Are you charging five dollars for a haircut still? Your favorite barber. I doubt it. Five dollars? No. Yeah, that'd be uh, a good, good way for him to be your favorite ex barber. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's, that sounds like a test job to me. But happy birthday, my brother! Happy birthday, Ryan McKinney says, "Hey, Moan, what's the most unexpected talent that a teammate of yours shared with you? I presume that means non-football. Non-football talent. Uh, like somebody ever just pull out the guitar and start, and you're like, oh, dude, where's that been?" I know. I start this, and I'm just thinking out loud. Um, who could actually? Banner, he could actually sing. He could hold a tone Zach pretty good. Banner, Zach Banner, yeah. Or I would say even Josh Dobbs just being a rocket scientist too. <laughs> like yeah, now, now though he has his pilot's license. That's one talent that's that's, and I think we all probably expected him to get that. But that was about it, man. Tap dancing, nah, not really. Uh, D'Angelo Williams also was wrestling. That was pretty cool too. Yeah, that's something. Keanu Benton's comes from a wrestling background. Yeah. Um, as as well. There's um, I, I find that the, the the more people that you're around and you are when you're around fifty two others, yeah, you're gonna have people that just do something where you go, You do what? Seriously? Do what? Yeah, it's always that the, the ones that usually as athletes is whether they play an instrument, uh they're really good cooks or grillers or, or smokers, however you want to say that, um, pit masters instead of smokers. Or uh, something outdoors. Like, yeah, that's some really good fishermen, too. Dr. Shadow always comes with good questions, albeit from the wrong table. Hey, Moan, what was the worst injury that you ever played with? Ooh, uh, this is pulling the curtains back a little bit right here Mm -hmm. uh, because I actually was still playing with it. uh, But I had this neck issue, uh, 20... 15 or 16 it was one of those years uh, i missed a good bit of camp dk at the beginning of camp and stuff okay. i was getting like stingers bad and come to find out i had like a nerve a pinched nerve or something going on in my neck uh i had to be strapped into a table during camp uh couldn't move because there was a needle that was this long going into my neck and i they had like it was microscopic they had to go in and like tap literally my spine and like drop medicine in to actually like make the bulge go away and i actually still play for a few years after that that was one of my that was my aha pro moment so i was like you know what i work way too hard not to enjoy myself and i'll be doggone it if somebody tries to take this game away from me 
having a needle that far in your neck and any movement can cause you to paralyze, that did it for me. And played. And I finished out camp. There's so much that guys go through, man, um, that we make it normal. And it's probably not the most safe and normal thing. But you love the game. You love the perks of the game, DK. Oh, and man. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, that's, that's about one right there. So, Ep- so when, yeah, I, I, what's that? She's saying epidurals here. Yeah. Yeah. It was an epidural in my neck. I actually have the, uh, the video of them doing it where you can see the needle go in Why? and the medicine dropping into Why my do spine. You have this. I told you, DK. And I'll say this too hearing that DK and seeing you squirm is why a lot of players go back at people that, that attack them on social media because you never know what somebody's you know going through what to play. Somebody's going through to play. And to, and to be out there at, you know, 50%, 60%, but giving 100%, you know? Yeah. Um, and then maybe not performing anywhere near 100%. You don't know what went into it. But you're the best option that they trust. You're still better than the backup. Yeah, that was one of my just like, if I ever tell a person no family for money, don't ask me why. Like, oh, that's why. Boy. Yeah, because you don't know what I've been through. Yeah, Jim that was Fairfield one. says, hey, Moan, of all the rookies, who do you think becomes a starter first? First? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's, it's real tight between Joey Jr. and Broderick. Those are the two. If I was to go anybody, Keanu Benton. I got it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Jim's bluff on this. I, I think it's a trick question. Why? Because I think he's including Calvin Austin. Oh, no way, Jim. He didn't, not, not a single snap. Don't tell me he's not a rookie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Now, that said, I don't know that Calvin Austin will be considered a starter. When you've got Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, and George Pickens, depending on your formation, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he, he's not going to be out there with the first batch of people that go onto the field after the yeah. kickoff. Do you follow? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I get that. Uh, but if we're talking true rookies this year, Keanu Benton is where I'm willing to go. I got you. Jim is coming back kind of acknowledging that I called his bluff. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man, we need somebody need to know what it is, DK. Right here from Ryan. What's what's the Yunko table? Where's that? Oh. I, I will leave that to the originator. Awesome, the founder man. of the uncle table to share with everybody. The awesome table is a non-member man that chimes in. And there's nothing wrong with that. We will acknowledge them. But our job, okay, Ron, you're, you're on, I mean, you're, you're part of the cookout, is to get them away from the uncle table. The uncles bring nothing to the cookout. They talk the most trash. They got the most problems. But they want all the benefits. Don't sit at the uncle table. Nice. They drink all the liquor. And drink, they drink all, all the liquor, liquor says, yeah. <laughs> and we'll lay down in your living room on the floor. That's what the uncles are. <laughs> uh, Alex Marvin Fabrizius comes in from uh, the the uh, contribution five euros, and I'm going to assume between the euros and the name that we're getting somebody from overseas. Nice. He says, "Hey Moan, I don't know if you saw it, but Good Morning Football had a sequence where they said it all falls on Matt Canada. Is there a chance that Tomlin will take over the play calling? You know who's going to take over the play calling, DK? What's his name? He's already got a statue outside. <laughs> if that is the case." That would be the Glenn Thomas statue, everybody. Glenn Thomas statue. Uh, we love I, Glenn Thomas. Yeah. Well, and, and this is why, Alex, Good Morning Football probably said or acknowledged that too, is it, everybody loves Coach Tomlin. There was a poll that came out said he was third most liked coach in the NFL, right? 
you can't fire him essentially. I mean, especially all the things he's done. I know a lot of people are done with that broken record too, right? Uh, but this is the thing too. A lot of people will salivate at what this offense potential can be. And if you as a second year offensive coordinator can't get it to work, third year DK second. Third uh, year. Third. Because he had Ben, Kenny last year and this year. Feels like a decade and a half, Moan. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people will salivate to call plays for this offense. And if he can't be competent enough to do it, I think that's where the sore falls. Yeah. And to answer your question, literally, Alex Marvin, uh, no, Mike Tomlin would definitely not take over the offensive play no, calling. And that's wouldn't. not that is not uh part of his his thing. Yeah. Uh, Sean Monroe comes in, a member, says, Hey, Moan, do you think the Steelers could be meeting with other middle linebackers to try to push the Cardinals into dealing Isaiah Simmons here? We got some conspiracy going on. Love it, Sean. Uh, Sean, I would tell you this I think everybody in the office right now is out. <laughs> uh, no real NFL business is going on. You'll probably see them a week before camp starts up. Everything was finalized before they left. Coaches have to get away. GMs will have to get away, too. If we see any movement like that, it will actually happen, I think, in camp when you trade those type of people or you find yourself uh, scouring the um, the ticker for vets. Like, those trades happen right before the season kickoff. All you need to know about how seriously the NFL people take this time of year in terms of vacationing is that the the agents go on vacation. Yeah. Agents never go on vacation other nope. than this. Alex Marvan comes back and he clarifies that he is from Germany. Hey. And Jake wants to know from there how you became a Steelers fan. Oh, boy, Jake. There's See. a lot over there, man. See. This is what the good family members do, DK. We, we invite others in to ask them, hey, my brother, how'd you become a fan of the Steelers? Because that type of stuff intrigues me too, DK. Now we got our own community. No, that that's that's good stuff here. Leroy comes in. He's a new member. Up, Leroy. Uh, welcome to the to the good table over here. Brian uh, Guizar says, hey, Moan, love the show. You guys are great. Why do you think Santonio Holmes had such a short leash after winning Super Bowl MVP? Oh, good question, y'all. There's a lot behind that, but if I'm not mistaken, did Tone have an issue or get suspended not soon after that too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought something went down with Santonio. Then Santonio was out of the uh, Pittsburgh not far after that either. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on. Uh, Tone is such a great dude, though. I will say this. <clears throat> a guy has gone back getting his degree. He's involved. He's a great dad from all I've seen so far. And he's made himself back in the fold. I'll say this. as a He was a young guy with me, essentially, although he was a Super Bowl right. MVP. Right. Tone was such a, a an inviting dude, man. Uh, and I know he probably rubbed some people wrong in Pittsburgh for a little while, but that ain't him anymore, man. He's a great friggin' dude. Super calm and chill. Oh, the best thing I can say about Santonio, especially over the last two, three years, like post-pandemic, he's been around a lot. He's yeah. been, he's, and when I say that, people wonder what that means. Like, what's it, watching practice? No, no, no. The Steelers have a, a lot of events. Yeah. And they bring a lot of people back. You hear that term. When Are they going to be able to bring Troy back? Well, Troy is back, okay? Brett Kiesel comes back from his cows to, to make sure that, that everything is yeah. okay <laughs> in this pasture as well. Uh, they – Santonio has become part of that family. Yes, he has. And Santonio, I think, to his credit, recognizes and respects 
that not only is he a stealer for life, mm -hmm. regardless of how he left, but his moment. No, I can't call it a catch. Go ahead. I, 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 can I pop off here a little bit here? It's a Friday, dog. Hey, go off. This is what I've got on the Santonio subject. I hear a lot about the catch. I see the catch. It's not a catch, okay? It's a drive. He was unstoppable the whole way down that field. He might as well have walked up to the line of the scrimmage and held up a great big sign for the Arizona mm -hmm. Cardinals like this. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of those boxing people that come into the ring that tell them, listen, everybody, next pass is going to number 10. And oh, by the way, yeah. after that one, guess yeah. where the next pass is going? And they couldn't stop him. Could not stop it. That man. to me was as great as the throw, the catch, uh, that everything was. The drive was overwhelming. He's sharing a field with Larry Fitz and somehow shows him up. Are you kidding? Yes, he did. Yes, he did, man. Whoo! Hey, I got nothing, DK. Preach, my brother. It's a drive. <laughs> Football is about the drive. It's not yeah. just about the last play. It's not Joe Montana flicking it to Dwight Clark. It's about Joe Montana hitting Jerry Rice the whole way down yeah. the field. You yeah. know? Oh, I love it. It's a drive, not a catch. That's beautiful. Always, always felt that. Yeah, and then Mark Cunningham says, yeah, Hines was hurt and he was a decoy. Didn't matter. Didn't if matter. You, you know Ben. Moan, yeah. you tell us. Yeah. When Ben saw a target, what would he do with it? He's going back to the uh, well every it, single time. And did he talk about it? You yeah. tell us. Which is how you get a number one wide receiver because that's trust. Hines been hurt in that moment. Guess what? Hines, new guy on the block, man. But Hines still got his, though, too, in that moment. Santonio was on his way to being the franchise guy for years to come, and somehow it broke apart, man. Well, I think we've all heard and read stuff regardless of all of that. Yeah, rye bread has gotten away from the uncle's table, and rye bread has has find that he's got a like a whole new wholesome existence. Yeah, you see that? Mm -hmm. That was good. He put the LOL on it. That's how you know he got called out. DK. <laughs> That's right. That's good right there. And Brian Guizar says we needed him for Super Bowl Forty Five on that last drive. Yeah, just a little bit. That's here. interesting. You bring up something too because. The beloved Pittsburgh fans would have loved what instead, DK. Like, this just hit me in this moment. They pounded and pounded. Or, time, or, urgency, everything. Go to the guy that you think deserved it more. I think a lot of people, had Hines not been hurt, would have wanted Hines. But in those moments, I don't know if Hines could have made the catch that Santonio made in that moment. Is that fair to say? I don't know that there are many people anywhere that would have made that catch. The 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 more you watch it and i know it's been it mostly gets shown from that one end zone yeah camera you know what i'm talking about yeah. there, there's other views obviously the one the basic view the live view doesn't tell you anything including no. whether or not the ball was caught which is In fact why you, you think he's out of bounds you right. throw it up quick you yep. throw it up quick <laughs> do you okay i'm gonna ask you do you think it was a touchdown Oh, yeah. It was? Oh, yeah. Some I, angles, it only looked like one foot down I, on top of the other. Remember, remember, the rules are call on the field has to be overturned. The call on the field is the default. There is not a single angle anywhere that would overturn. Ooh, that's not true. One. That's true. The so official, if it had a... The official... By the way, we talk about referees and how Ooh. they stink and everything else here. I don't even know who made that call, but he should have become famous. 
Yeah. Meaning, uh, and meaning in a good way. We make the way. guys famous for, you know, for when they mess up like they did in New Orleans, you know, Joe yeah. Hayden and everything. Okay. We make them famous. We find out their names. We print them. I do it. Okay. Yeah. But with this one, that is a great football call in a high pressure, high stakes situation. That is a referee who is absolutely at the top of his game. That's fair. That's fair. I, I just always look at it like, I don't know if he got both feet down, but call on the field stands. That's all that matters. It's a TD if a toe hits a single blade of grass. Is that really it? Fishing for a toe. No. So that second foot. Oh, I was about to say, gosh, I never even knew that. Speaking of never knowing stuff, the NFL and this gambling stuff. Golly, man. But it was toes. These were toes because he was all the way up like a ballerina. I'm going to go back and review that, man, just because it's the weekend coming up, DK. People in Arizona, says Toddy, still believe that Santonio didn't get both feet down. Hey, Toddy. I believe it. Toddy, nobody in Arizona cares. I believe it. Okay. Yeah. They didn't care at the time. They don't care now. There are yeah. there are no sports fans in Arizona who aren't fans of other teams. Yeah. Yeah. Or very, very, very few. Arizona's such a retirement town, though. It's just a – that's the one – don't get me started here. That, that is the one city in America where I go to and I go, why? Why are all these yeah. people here? This is unbearable. You get 114, 115 degrees. You're crossing a street in downtown Phoenix. You feel the asphalt giving under yeah. your sneakers uh, you like do. this. Yeah. Uh, you know? DKC one has had me a little perturbed because it doesn't, it kind of confuses me a little bit because I don't think I've ever had this person as a teammate. I wonder why I never mentioned Eric Green. Do you not like him? If I don't like somebody, I promise you I will tell you. you know, I don't know Eric Green. There's a lot of people that will ask questions of me of like, uh, somebody asked me the other day about some pirate from 1971 or 1972 or whatever. And other than the obvious guys, I'm not, I, mean, I was five years old. Uh, I just looked up on Pro Football Reference. Eric Green has never been a star. I saw Eric Green play. Okay, Eric Green yeah. was a massive tight end. Okay, uh, I, that was way before I was covering the Steelers. I was a kid, but uh, Eric Green was what you. I think a lot of people are hoping that Darnell Washington will be. I don't think that Darnell will be that. Green was way uh. more pure receiver and a lot more athletic uh, in the open field, or a lot more athletic in his approach to catching the football. Uh, Toddy says, yeah. I live in Arizona, and you're wrong. Okay, Toddy, I'm wrong, literally, because <laughs> you're the only one. Are you a Cardinals fan? Who can name a Cardinals nah. Who can name a Cardinals fan? How about a Coyotes fan? They play in a rink that's got 5,000, that holds 5,000. Oh. oh. You know, I don't even yeah. know. If the, do the Phoenix Suns still exist? I know the Diamondbacks do. Yeah, they're about to get a good haul this uh this offseason. Really? Too. Free okay. agencies uh started, I think, yesterday. It's funny. We hear all about NFL free agency, nothing about NBAs. Everyone, everyone it, like I would say that Phoenix is the worst sports market in America, except that Miami exists. Ooh. And even then, though, Miami legitimately loves the Dolphins. And Phoenix doesn't have a single team that they even care about. These people yeah. don't even they're not even from there. They don't they they live there. Yeah. Definitely. And I have no idea what the heck dry heat means. 115 degrees means 115 degrees. It is a little bit different. I've noticed that. Being in the South, I know humidity versus dry heat. Oh, golly. I cannot. When I, I get there, and I have to be there again fairly soon. I, I just, I'm counting the seconds till I'm out of there. That is just not me. I, I'll take cold every single day here. Let's go with Clay. 
who says, apologies, Moan, if this is a dumb question, but do you both see the team sacrificing the fullback position to have an extra roster spot available? Uh, by the way, Clay, it's never a dumb question. Either you know or don't know, so you should ask at all times. And thanks for the contribution. Yeah, thanks for that, too. Uh, the team will have to sacrifice a fullback because you have Connor Hayward. He's positionless almost other than quarterback. That's kind of where he is. Can he block some? Not great at it, from what I understand. He can be a front blocker. I mean, a lead blocker. He can be a motion guy. He can be a decoy. Connor is multifaceted when you look at this offense, man. So you're not sacrificing not having Derek Watt on your roster. It's just that I, I hope we're more creative with having a body like Connor around. Yeah, that's uh... – I think you could have ended your question after the word position, Clay. I think you could have said, do you see the team sacrificing the fullback position? I just don't think they take it seriously. Yeah. I don't think they have much of a use for it. Uh, you're definitely not going to see a situation, I believe, where there's a, a pure fullback who makes a team yeah. who can't make a significant contribution to special teams. Moan, you just had Rosie Nix on the show as a special guest recently. Yeah, Rosie would be the first to tell you why he was on the roster. Yeah, 100%, man. Rosie played multiple positions, too, on fullback. Rosie had to make himself a fullback, too. Y'all got to remember, Rosie told us his primary position was a D lineman. He's mm -hmm. just like our man, who was it Chris? Was it Chris and Adams that was out there? Mm -hmm. uh, Chris, like, he, Rosie was one of those quick, fast defensive linemen that had a knack for being a lead blocker. Made a Pro Bowl at that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Marvin Wallace makes an appearance. And wishes hey, us a happy Marvin birthday. Senior? He's driving home on the 4th of July and Be tuning safe. in to see what's on the grill this weekend. That's what he wants to know. What's on the grill? What's on the grill, man, as always, you have some ribs. You would have a pork shoulder. Uh, I think I might end up doing some uh, beef ribs, too. Should be a good time. Ooh, Marvin Wallace, make sure that you can afford those beef ribs. <laughs> the you, contribution. That'll give me two bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I like it. Jake says, what did Derek Watt really do besides those awesome one-yard rushes? He was on special teams, guys. You don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't be that. We're trying to be yeah. that Steelers show that takes the discourse a little bit above whatever you get on radio talk. You know what I'm yeah. saying here? Yeah. Derek Watt was a big contributor to special teams was he overpaid yes did his being tj's brother probably have something to do with all that yes but that doesn't mean he wasn't doing anything because he wasn't part of the regular offense yeah no that's the thing about it those guys that play those specialty positions fullback uh extra tight end i mean darnell washington's gonna have to be a stud on special teams too right dk mm -hmm. like, that's the issue like those dudes gotta be more than uh one one type of player yeah, and remember that special teams comes with a lot of different definitions. We, we tend to think of special teams as just kick coverage or punt coverage. Uh, there's also extra points and the actual punts and, 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 yeah. and, uh, and, and a lot of field goal units and everything, and there's a lot of different uh, elements to what it is that they do, and they are on the field more often than what I think people uh, most people will realize yeah and um, you can you can track all of that stuff too like you can find how many plays that uh that that Derek Watt played on the year like that's a real thing that you can do he played 290 special team reps last year the year before that 332 that's a lot of high octane <laughs> high danger football it, it just is, is. 
It is. And okay. just to, no offense to what Moan did the, for a living or whatever, but these people are guided missiles. Yeah, they are. They, they are. They took away the wedge, but it's still pretty crazy on there. And this is the thing, though, too. Uh, just for instance, an offensive lineman that plays every game might have like 900 to 1,000 reps. Like, because we're on the field so much more, he's playing a quarter of that on special teams, over a quarter of that on special teams. So there's significance in what he did other than his position. Got a good question here from Ron who says, who has ever rang your bell, Bone? Ooh, he's two guys. Uh, Wesley Woodyard, that's one, and Donnell Ellerby used to play for the Ravens, too. How the heck do you remember the names? You don't forget those those goons, okay? <laughs> well, what, what what was the actual contact? Uh, just full linebackers, both of them linebackers, just straight downhill, red to run, and before I can get to the second level, they were in my face. Oh, uh, so, so it's one you're, of those. You're branching out and you're exposed I'm here, and then I'm here, and then I'm. You're exposed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My gosh, I was one foot up basically. Uh. Jeez. Yeah, it's nothing. Ooh, man. You're not Me? braced. I, I, I totally can picture this. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Wesley, I actually played him in college at Kentucky. And I told him then afterwards when, when I met him in uh, when we played against Denver, I said, bro, you by far one of the hardest hits I ever had in my life. And every time I saw him after that, DK, mm-hmm. I cut him. <laughs> and on that note, Bob Schreiner says, now flip it upside down, Moan. Tell us whose bell you rang. Uh, one off top. Oh, I've always talked about the uh, CJ Mosley one mm-hmm. where I came around one other time. And he uh, he laughed. It was like, you ain't getting me a second time. Like that was legitimately, I cleaned him up. Baltimore versus Steelers. And the other one I was told you say about. Come around, come around to the left. Oh, yeah. I was at left guard pulling around David and Gil, and there was CJ just unassumingly oh, no. so waiting. So you went to the right. I take yeah, that Yeah, I back. pulled You're to the around. right okay. right. around Dave and Gil, and here he was, and he saw me, and he was floored. I ran through him, gave him the elbow on the way. It's documented. I'm not talking down on him. Uh, but, yeah, he was just like, bro, you're not catching me like that again. Another one was uh, Von Miller. Uh, it's funny. We were playing in Denver, and Vaughn was a sparing, uh, was a spare rusher then. And Vaughn hit a spin move on the inside, and I caught him so hard. He told my my one of my best friends, Rob Ayers, he used to play for Denver. Bro, you tell him that's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. So that's my hey, welcome to the NFL moment right there after Vaughn. Wow. Yeah, Vaughn acknowledged it. I had not heard that one. Yeah, I had to remember that one. We have all kinds of new emojis. They're fun. They're exciting. Uh, we have a Ramon. We have a terrible towel. We have uh, <coughs> the rage <laughs> version of Moan uh, looking like the Incredible Hulk. We now have versions of, uh, of, of both me and Dolly. And uh, if you want to uh, you know, partake in that, you're going to have to hit dkps.net yeah. slash join to pull that off. going to take a couple more today and then a special announcement at the end of the show. So don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventures in the Dark comes in with a $2 contribution, and that's appreciated. Saying People saying that T.J. Watt is underpaid. He's the highest. Who's saying dude, Who's saying this? Uh, where, oh, when you say stuff like this, just tell us where it came from. Uh, I mean, that's, that's fair. T.J. and his valuation. Uh, T.J. is making this year $20 million. You, listen, you are what you are. Yeah. Moan, please speak to this because this was your area when you were yeah. when you were playing. This is this is the thing about you are 
what your value is at the time that you sign the contract. You yes. compare positions. You compare other. Okay, what's this edge rusher got? What's this edge? All right, TJ, we respect you. You're going to be the highest paid player at your position, yeah. one of the highest paid defensive players. And he was. End, he of, was. end, of, end of debate. Yeah, and uh, this is the thing, though, too, uh, with TJ. TJ signed now three years ago in 21. He has a potential out, which means TJ will probably be re-signing, maybe not after this year, but after next year, too. His base is 20 as it stands right now with a cap hit of uh, 20 also. So right now, after this year, he has no more guaranteed money. So it, it, it's a matter of TJ getting restructured after this, and he's still at the height of it. And DJ's not going anywhere, by the way. That's not Ramon trying to stir the pot here. Oh, no. He's not Guaranteed going. money is just what players know they're getting. He has none on this contract as it stands. Now, in order for Pittsburgh to cut TJ Watt, this is also the back end of this. Uh, dead cap on TJ after next year is $18 million. This year is $48 million. So that's a huge decrease, okay? So with that being said, TJ is fine. <laughs> This is uh, Darren comes in and wants to adventures in the dark to know that <laughs> he too is underpaid. We all are. We all are, my brother. I Antoine promise. wants to know your best game as my a Steeler. As if there be what other kind of game would he have? I'm gonna just give you my best year because the games don't really matter because it's never as good or it's never as bad as you think it is. My best year was hands down 2017. Easily. So much so to my agent said, Ramon, why in the bleep did you not have this season last year before you was a free when agent? I needed you. When I needed God. you. That was a year I, I was first alternate for Pro Bowl that year right there. And um, nobody turned it down, so I didn't get in. But neither here nor there, 17. I don't think I, I may have given up one sack or no sack. I had maybe one penalty. I was just, I was rolling. Yeah, see, Frank brings up here, this is a fair point. You want to look at underpaid, go look at Travis Kelsey's contract. Kelsey was talking about that, actually, this he was. week. He said, I'm into winning. You, you guys can see that. Watch his demeanor. Yeah. Okay, watch the way he celebrates for crying out loud. There's nobody like that guy, okay? Mm -hmm. um, he is a truly, I believe, generational tight end. He might yep. be. He might be. Don't go biting my head off on this one. The best tight end we've ever seen, yeah. okay? And I know there's yeah. a... Big, powerful case for Gronk. But that guy in Kansas City is not taking a backseat to anybody. Now, his situation is different. He signed really early, and the Chiefs went on, to, and he yeah. went on to whatever else. So mm -hmm. he might – but he said he, he has no issue with it. He just wants to – he wants to keep winning. Yeah. I, and you know what? As long as he winning, I think his podcast is growing like crazy. His off the field stuff is going. He's in that what is that? The versus match with golf that they have. Your you think money he's doing comes it for free? from all over, especially when you when you're that caliber of an athlete, but you oh. also come with that personality. And I'm not saying I, you should like him, but he has. I mean, you talk about outgoing. Yeah, and a handsome guy, outgoing, got all the intangibles with that you need to be a superstar in the face of your business. Kelsey's the guy. Yeah, and then Patrick Mahomes is in the same situation. Yeah. Okay, Pat, but Patrick Mahomes is going to watch other quarterbacks pass him. He's closer to the TJ example. Yeah. Because he's going to see, all right, I mean, somebody else signed a deal after me. Yeah. You know, and that's just how it goes. I cover the Titans down here, and anybody we know, uh, 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 Simmons, uh, Jeff Simmons, I think is the highest paid tackle right now. Guess what's going to happen when, when camp starts? The kid with the Jets is going to be the number one guy again. So you see what I'm saying? Like it, it's Quentin Williams is what who I'm who I'm talking about. Yes, like, just yes. like that, it's over. 
Chris Lynn has been getting gift subscriptions for everybody, and we're seeing a lot Thanks, of people Chris. Uh, express some gratitude uh, on that front. That's actually really, really cool, Chris. Um, Leroy here, who just became a member today, says, I think we were spoiled to see Gronk and Kelsey in the wow. span of a few years. That's a good way of looking at it, who, who stuck out that strongly before them besides Tony Gonzalez. I mean, you've had great tight ends. Uh, okay. And Kittle, if he stays healthy, he's in that conversation too. He should be. Yeah. He, he should be. Uh, I think also, Leroy, though, it's fair to point out that the tight end position has become a more dynamic thing. It used to be that there were, and I'm talking about in the whatever, 70s, 80s, that the tight end, there were only three or four of them that would catch a football. Okay. Yeah. And just to go back to the Steelers championship teams from my very early childhood, you had Benny Cunningham yeah. and Randy Grossman. Benny Cunningham was a bigger dude. Randy Grossman, they, 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 they did catch some passes, but not a ton. This is the tight end generation. It is. And you know who also made the 25 under 25 list again for another analyst in the in, on NFL? Pat Fryermuth. Mm. You know how good your tight end is also? They're saying Pat Fryermuth is the number one guy right now until we see what the true potential of Kyle Pitts is. Think about how loved that guy is, Kyle Pitts. And your guy in Pittsburgh is actually more prevalent than what he is right now. Mm-hmm. Getting, a lot of, getting a lot of people reminding me of, of since we're doing this live of Antonio Gates. Gates. Oh God. <laughs> Gates. Yes. That's that's why the show is live, my friends, and that's why you're part of it. Because Thank if you, I Frank. say this on a recorded show, it's going to be like, you morons, and whatever else. And sometimes the name just slips your mind here. But uh, Irving uh, has a good question for you, Moan. And this is going to be, our, I think, our last one for yeah. the day. Uh, hey, hey, Moan. Moan. Why did you choose 73? Is that always your number? They gave me 73, and I didn't push back uh, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, Pittsburgh did. Uh, There was no veteran on the team with that number, and I just wanted a 70. 73 fit me after a while. Like I didn't want like a 50 or 60 number playing tackle at the time. Uh, I wanted a 70 because I was always taught as a kid the dogs were 70s at at like tackle. So I wanted a, a dog number. I like that. Getting lots of names of tight ends that are coming in here right now that are actually pretty cool. Chris wants to still come at me over my mentioning the other day uh, on on one of my shows that uh, I I said that the Steelers offense is limited to one potential superstar, and I called that George Pickens. Now, I've said that on here as well. And Chris disagrees. Chris is entitled to his opinion. Which is why we do this, Chris. Yeah, you're right. I like when y'all go at either one of us about how wrong or right we are. I I think it's beautiful. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing nasty to say back to you like some other programs might have or anything. It's just, you know, (laughs) okay. If if you think that Pat Fryermuth can become a superstar in this league and he already is top six, top seven probably (laughs) – yeah, everybody's riding. Everybody's riding with Lynn, man. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Chris my, is having it. <laughs> my definition of superstar is that you're one of the top twelve players in the game. Yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna be very careful about how I put in there since I didn't even put Minka in there. Yeah. So, that's so anyway. So we do have uh, we do have an announcement today. It's not one that's going to make anybody very happy. It's not because I see y'all. We are part of each other, man. But we do it now. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm out next week too. By the way, I got my family vacation. If you got kids that play sports, school sports, there's a such thing in Tennessee as the dead period, and this is our period that we can break. 
there and we're headed out of town. So sorry, gang. Uh, we'll be back the following week, though. I think the uh, ninth or tenth, not the tenth. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be back in time to have a really good, healthy run up to Latrobe. Um, and it's just one week, but yeah. as I said earlier in the program, I'm gonna share something with uh, uh, with you guys about this guy over here to my side. Okay, what's that? You never leave the game, okay? He still does so many things in his life that are NFL-based. And I've never told you this, but we, we, we laughed at whenever we used to get together to do this show, like, sporadically or spontaneously, yeah. me and you would both just show up whenever and late and whatever. But have you guys noticed, those of you who are regulars here, that ever since we went to the live show, this guy is punctual. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that he doesn't get any credit for that because what that is, is that's him still being a football player. That's him yeah. still thinking that Mike Munchak's going to be standing by the door like this with his hands on his hips. If he's late to the classroom, am uh, I right? I am still programmed. Yes, I am. Yes. I, you are I'm, a football player. And you know what? As much as I'm a complain about being busy and on the run though, DK, you know, like I still enjoy this stuff. I do. My schedule that I had since I was in the seventh grade in 1997 or 90, 98, I still have that schedule. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, it never ends, man. Just yeah. tremendous. The last word today goes to Ryan McKinney, who does come with the name Got of the throw. official who called Santonio Holmes inbounds, Greg Gaudreau. Yeah. Remember the name, Steelers fans. He matters because if he gets that wrong, if he's not sharp and if he's not overwhelmed by the moment, and those of you who've officiated sports, Moan, I know you yeah. have. I've it's officiated. Tough. I've officiated hockey. The higher the stakes, the games, even within youth and clubs and whatever else here, the higher the stakes, the games, mm -hmm. the more you get a little tight as an official. Mm -hmm. That guy was right on it. Yep. Right on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, happy birthday. I see that coming in. Happy birthday, uh, your favorite barber. Happy fourth. Don't blow off any fingers. Good people. Love one another. Have a random conversation. And just be cool. Be cool. Drink your water, too. It's hot out here. It's hot over there. It's nice and comfortable in Pittsburgh, uh -huh. unlike Phoenix. The All South. right. All right. All right, guys. Don't stay tuned through the outro. We got nothing. We got nothing. What is that? <laughs> it's my lion with a crown on. The light gets it every single time. You can't see him. By the way, you know how Nashville just hosted the NHL draft? Yeah. I just, I just had both of my hockey writers in here for kind of a post-draft debriefing session. And they pull out of their bags these big bottles of Jack Daniels. You know, where'd, you oh, get, yeah. where'd you get those? He said, oh, yeah, the, the Nashville gave them out to everybody who was at the, uh, the – the, everybody who's covering the draft. And they had a little NHL draft logo. Oh, that's Nash dope. Nashville did it up. Hey, that's one thing I will say about this city. We know how to trap you in and have a good time. Yeah, there's no question about that. This thing I do get to keep until you come, though. You do. I'll give it to you in person. Anyway, guys, we'll see you in a week. We'll see you on Monday, whatever that date that is. I, the 3rd. The 10th. The 10th. Monday, July 10. All right? We'll be back. All right. Bye-bye. See you. That was a good ring right there, DK. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs>